Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the OTT Podcast. My name is Tyler Thompson. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Kentucky Sports Radio. Tonight, I'm joined by my husband, Matt. Hello. And Fake Barney, uh, a.k.a. Weak Man. Still a weak man. Still a weak man. Still a weak man ready for, for season two, which you had prepped me to not like, and I actually liked it. I mean, I, you could tell that it was a little different because of the writer's strike or whatever, but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. We'll get into that in a minute, but um, in case you were just listening to this and not watching this, we are doing this on Zoom, so you can watch us and see Barney's multiple Zoom backgrounds on KSR's YouTube channel. Uh, we had a very good listener, dedicated listener, remind us that, you know, not everybody is lit or watching these, they're listening to them too. So <laughs> we'll, we'll try and do a better job of explaining what, you know, the slides we show and yeah. Like right now. Like right now. Uh, Barney has a picture of Julie Taylor and he's drawn a heart around her, which, which is very sweet. I, I, I can't wait to hear you defend that this week because she is all sorts of awful in season two. Like, I didn't think she was that bad, but whatever. Oh my God, you're ridiculous. She was terrible. No, no she's fine. You just we'll get into obsessed that. with Sarah's. We'll get I, into I, that. I have issues with Julie Taylor in this season. I'm just saying. Right. So we are on season two of our Friday Night Lights rewatch. Like last time, we're going to split the season into different parts. So our first episode of season two rewatch is going to be episodes one through eight. And then we're going to do episodes 9 through 15. So if you haven't caught up on the entire season, if you're only so many episodes in, you can take your time listening to our podcast. Um, I, I think that's the easiest way to do it. And the, and the seasons are getting shorter now, which makes it a lot easier to rewatch. I don't know about you, but it was kind of nice not to have to plow through like 22 episodes in a week. Yeah, it's 24 episodes. It's where we got 24 from. That's why 24 is so great. Wow. Hey, we made it. Okay, whoever had getting it, how, how far we into the podcast before I mentioned 24? Wasn't that long? Uh, I forgot to start my timer, but it hasn't been long. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Let me start a timer. because <laughs> we, we should have a timer on how long it takes me to mention Vince Gill, 24, or John Mayer. Not long. Yeah. <laughs> all of the above if you had three minutes <laughs> consider yourself a winner um yeah. but yeah so okay we're switching barney has now switched to the minka kelly john mayer it's the best background. of both worlds for barnes yeah oh man i'm right in the middle of them too look at me <laughs> awkward so matt i'm excited that you're joining us i got you into friday night lights many many moons ago you did and i i Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I was glad to finish out the last couple of seasons with you. It was definitely a binge watcher for sure. Yeah. Did you run right out and buy a members only jacket? <laughs> uh, you, you know, when I want to impress a girl, sometimes the members only jacket is a problem. I heard that you have one. I've, I've been you told. Go put it on. I've been told from a, from a reliable source. Yeah, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> it's not really the traditional members only jacket. So it's close. They call it, but if it says if it says members only on it, see, I had no idea what like, that was. It's more like a high school, like I play for the basketball team and I have this, you know. It's not like a letter jacket, thing. though. So it's like my my Charlotte Hornets one, the whole zip suit that goes swish 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 when I walk, or it's like. I think you should go put it on, and then we can give our friends at Smith and Lentz some free publicity. Okay. And we can we can grade it on a scale of one to ten. 
I'll find yeah. it. I will say this is not a traditional members only jacket because it would usually have like a zipper. Hey, that's fine. Enough disclaimers. Get it, and, and you need to and model it. That for was us. the jacket. Yeah, I want. We need to walk back and forth. I want. A, I want a full uh, demonstration of it. <laughs> so you are wearing uh, a chap shirt, which means I you got are- my chap shirt, which is basically members only in my hometown because preppy you know, members when- only. Is it preppy? It's chaps. It's so even preppy. though, even though Baby Bop noted that whatever it is that's listening to all of us is definitely listening because when she heard us talking about chaps, and I was, you know, I was recorded that in her house, uh-huh. and then she listened to the podcast, and now she's getting all these ads on Instagram for chaps. Nice. And even one can talk about full circle. She got one today that was Mandy Moore wearing chaps. Oh my God, that's like your dream. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but yes. <laughs> All right, so this is Matt's members-only jacket. This is my members-only jacket. It says taps, which is kind of like chaps. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Taps. Can you model it for us? Can we? Does it? Is it snap? No, 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 no. Does it zip? Uh, I mean, what's, it, it's 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 snap buttons. Um, it's got the stripes on the on the on the. Is, is it leather? It looks really yes. shiny. Logo on the back. It's just like it's like vinyl, but whatever. It's, it's like Ross's pants. Yeah, it's very, you know, I don't know. Shiny. I like it. What does it say besides taps? Uh, so it says uh, Smith and Lentz Brewing. Our favorite oh, brewery that so, got, then, dis- well, not destroyed, but it got um, sure damaged. Yeah, that's good. Nice. It damaged in the tornado back in March. So they're, they're still right. trying to rebuild. So shout out to Smith and Lentz. We love you. Shout out to Smith and Lentz. Yeah, shout out. I think, to- we, I think we went there. Yeah, I think no. Did we take you there? Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a we had a brewski at Matt, one of Matt's favorite places. Um, I think that brewery we went to was actually was tailgate. tailgate. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, okay. enough of. This I was just I was just alone for the ride, so. <laughs> so let's hop right into season two. Um, probably the most controversial season of Friday Night Lights because, as we've mentioned a few times, the writer strike cut it short. So it was supposed to be another 22-episode season. Um, It got cut short at episode 15. Um, So if you're watching, and we'll get into this in our next episode, and you're like, that was a really weird way to end a season. They didn't mean to end it that way. It just happened. Um, It was a really weird thing, but yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. I will do my best to not spoil. This is going to be a spoiler-free episode. It's good. I, I'm going to do it. I've got it in me. Got the spoiler-free jar ready. Spoiler do jar. Do I have to pay $10 or do I get like a bunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, this <laughs> is a, it's a community thing. It's a community thing. 15. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you get one freebie because you modeled the jacket for us. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. One, so, yeah. one free spoiler. Um, so let's start with episodes one through eight. Um, instead of doing like a full recap, let's just dive right into our awards. And then I think that's right. kind of – Give enough awesome. of the plot as we go along. Um, we'll start with you, Barney. What was your favorite storyline from the first half of season two? Um, my favorite storyline. Well, I'll start with my worst. The worst storyline was Methhead and Riggins. That was so bad. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, bad. I mean, I was like, "Where is this going?" And then we found out where it was going eventually. But I just feel like they could have gotten us there in, in a different way. I mean, I the the tidy whities was was just too much. You didn't like the um, ferrets. 
It was just, it was stupid. Like, it was like, what's the big deal? Like, I didn't know if he, if it, it would, it would have made sense if eventually, here, here comes a spoiler, and like, nothing ever happens with the ferrets. Like, if maybe well, if he had accidentally killed a ferret, or like, you know, the ferret, he lost a ferret. But we, we heard the word ferret way too many times <laughs> for, for nothing to happen. So that was my, that was the worst storyline. You know, I don't know about the best. I'll think about that one, but that was definitely the worst. The best was hard because I had so many that I hated. Um, we'll get into this throughout this, these next two episodes of our podcast. Season two was off the wall. Like, I think the, the, the best thing about Friday Night Lights is how it talks about the characters, um, how you kind of relate to them in the football. And, and let me check my timer. We are... Six minutes into my deleted timer, and we have the Bloodline virtual background. So if you had that on your bingo card, mark it down. Um, yeah, Barney sometimes thinks that he's on a Bloodline podcast, which he's not. Um, but back to what I was saying, it's just the, the football and the, the family and the friend. Like, it's such a relatable show, and the storytelling with that is so great. But in season two, it's like a soap opera. It's, yeah. They go from, you know, this murder storyline. I was about to say, what the wow. heck? Yeah, let me let me pull up my, I've got my. It was shocking, though. I did not expect that. So that, okay, I had three least favorite storylines, which shows you I could have had more. <laughs> um, number one least favorite storyline was the Landry Tyra murder the guy who attacked her. Right. Because, my God, there's, first of all, I just don't see them doing that. Second of all, the plot holes that came with it were insane. Huge plot holes, yeah. Sure, he was walking away, but at the same time, he had just uh, attacked Tyra, and they could have easily said that he was, you know, walking toward Tyra or whatever and just, you know, lied to the police about where they were standing. I mean, clearly there was justification there for self-defense. You know, if they could have made up the evidence or changed the evidence just a little bit. I mean, the only thing that wasn't just clearly defensive of others was him walking away yeah. um, when he hit him in the back with the pipe. But, I mean, you know, he was going to continue to harass them. But it's not – you can't kill somebody for that. But you can if they're, like, assaulting you. And he was, like, assaulting Tyra for fear of her life. I mean, like, that's – defensive of others, I mean, you know. It was terrible, and like, and that not even that. As the cover up went on throughout the first half of the season, it just got worse. Yeah. Like when so Landry's dad is a cop, right? And immediately he's so great, and he's the yeah. same character in everything. He's basically Michael Sarah. Like he's the same, like in every single thing that he does. Yeah. And he's and he talk about two people that look exactly alike, man. That him and really Landry, I was, He's got to be. They've got to be related somehow. Yeah. So. What got me the most, the biggest, you know, WTF moment with that storyline was in episode eight, the last episode we're covering in this episode, his dad was, you know, so worried about Landry that he's like, we got to go burn your car because they (laughs) had fibers from the car. The cops found that they could match to like three different cars in town. Is this spoilers? I think. No, I think. No, no, it's episode eight. Okay. But, but yeah, I couldn't believe that his dad, who was a cop, was like, well, if we just burn the car, it'll all be fine. I like, feel like murderers' know, cars and all these TV shows have that red interior and red, that, that like rare red interior. Right. 
Yeah. Didn't like Stephen Avery's car have that too or something? I don't know. That seems familiar. Yeah. <laughs> car had red interior. So. Did it? Uh, yeah. Who's did? Did you say Stephen Avery's? Was I right about that? No, he was saying his first car. Yeah. Oh, your car. Oh. Had a 1990 Chevy Stephen Avery. Lumina. <laughs> and it had that kind of crushed red velvet interior. Was this the one that you took Tyler up to see no. the WSM tower in? <laughs> Are there some red fibers that, you know, uh, that blossom was, into the relationship? I had it in high school. I mean, you mocked the tower, and then when you found out that it was WSM Tower, you were... It was awesome. You left that tidbit out. (laughs) Well, you were mocking me, so I didn't move to that next piece of information. So that that was your own mock. (laughs) But yeah, so back to this... The Landry Tyra murder thing is so stupid. Like, I just hated everything about it. What were the other ones you hated? Oh, the Mexico storyline. Oh, that was so dumb. I mean, we go from somebody murdered somebody to yeah. Jason Street is going to go to Mexico and get shark DNA injected <laughs> into him and his legs are going to work. Like, what in the world? And I can't believe Tyra can't, or Tyra, Lila. Lila, whatever. They're all the same. Lila, Tyra. <laughs> like, like, how did she even get there? Like, it's like basically she shows up in a cab. Does she take a cab from Dillon to Mexico? Like, what the heck? And also, like, I, I could have had this for my most cringeworthy moment, but there are a lot of cringeworthy moments. Yeah. Uh, so Riggins and Street go to Mexico, and Lila has to come bail them out of jail or something. Right. And they, you know, have this wonderful day in Mexico, and they're they're drinking or something, and, like, she ends up kissing both of them. Yeah, that was really scary. And then she... You forgot that Jason Street pulled a Lieutenant Dan off the side of the boat while it was moving. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. And then she kisses them both, and it's like, I gotta go pray now. It's like, yeah. oh, my oh, God. It, yeah, that was really bad. That was really, really bad. And then my other least favorite one, I'll let, I'll let you go here in a minute. A minute, Matt, was Santiago, but I've got a lot of thoughts on that that I'm going to save for our second episode. Yeah, same here, because he just Houdini, so yeah. What about you, Matt? Anything I left out? Well, I mean... What was your favorite story? Okay, well, I was waiting for that moment. (laughs) Uh, I think my favorite storyline is uh, between Riggins and Coach Taylor, where Coach won't let him be back on the team after he went on a oh that was good yeah uh week long uh what was it the sojourn sojourn sojourn. yeah uh yeah i don't even know what sojourn is Uh, i had that as my best sports moment uh (laughs) i just i like how you know riggins really wants to be part of the team it's it's kind of really what is keeping him you know at least not not hanging out with ferret guy and out of trouble. <laughs> um, but let's call him ferret faucet. <laughs> and, and coach wants him on the team. I mean, he, he hears smash begging for him to be back on the team. Uh, but he's got his, you know, he's just not going to get back on the team. Just nothing. Like he's, he's going to have to go through some trial and tribulations. And the fact that Riggins just didn't say like, well, you know, screw this. I'll go hang out with ferret guy. Um, he actually tried to change and grow so he could, you know, get back into the good graces with with Coach Taylor. So that was probably my favorite 
from the, that first half of the season. Uh, my least favorite, I, I mean, you hit on so many of them. I guess what I would say is, is, is I'll just comment on the ones that I mostly agree with you. Uh, I, I think, I think Landry's behavior after the <laughs> the guy was oh. not within character. Yeah. No. And it was he just, oh, he was so annoying at the end, but the fact that he even considered, you know, collaborating with Tyra to, um, cover it up. Like he really should be in the one like Tyra, like, no, we got to go to the police. And, and right. so, you know, she's going to be like, no, 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 we got to do this. And maybe, maybe a little bit of that happened, but I, I certainly don't see him in his character. I completely I agree. Cover, cover up for the murder. Uh, and even more so if this happened at the end, which I'm taking word for it, totally against Landry's dad. To yeah. But I thought he was like, we're going to the police. You're going to make a confession. Right. No, they're going to a junkyard to hide evidence. That's, yeah. that's not within character. And Matt, what about when they when he's like crying in the police station and stuff? Oh, and like his dad's like dragging him down the hall. Like, get out of here, man. Um, like, and it then, wouldn't happen with all that. They just... It, it just... Yeah. It, it was just him wanting to get him home because Landry just had to get all this off of his chest. And then I, I would say... I think you made good points about the Mexico stuff. I can't believe it was like three episodes of them in Mexico. Oh, it's drug out. Yeah. And one and a half. Exactly. It was three. The story of season two, bad storylines. Yeah. So my favorite moment was everything. And this was also my Billy G moment. Everything having to do with Smash's recruiting visit was like my all-time favorite thing. Yeah, I, I laughed out loud at Cabo in my pants. I don't. It's not really that funny, but I just <laughs> stop laughing at that. Um, and uh, and and everything about his recruiting visit, I just found to be outrageous and awesome. That was so really, it, really good. Yeah, it was very Billy G, um, and it was and it was definitely my favorite thing that happened. That's so not the best Billy G moment, though, because I had this revelation when I was doing my, my notes today. The best Billy G moment was Jason Street doing karaoke drunk in the streets of Mexico. <laughs> but he's like, That's a good point. Doing the, the spoof of La Cucaracha. <laughs> yeah, because it takes two great Billy G moments. You have the uh, playing in the ballroom in Mexico uh, mixed, mixed with uh, the American or karaoke or wherever it is. And then you got, uh, but at the same time, Smash ended up in his underwear under a bridge needing a ride from Sarah's, and that feels very Billy G to me. Yeah, and we kind of saw Smash go through, you know, at the end of season one, he had been humbled, and he had he was had been dating someone who had mental health issues, and, you know, was helping. What happened out. to her? She huh? straight up disappeared. She's gone. Yeah, like, I know. Can but we talk about that? Yeah, so, but then he's just reverted, you know, he's the star again, he's smashed, and he's all ego, and this is my team, and I'm going to get my touches, and blah, blah, blah. We'll get into Smash more, I think, in the next episode, because he went through a lot this season. I had the um, teammate chasing him down the hall. I mean, that was very Alan Cutler, Billy G. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we might need to put this up for a vote. We can do that. The, bo- the which, best which, Billy G moment. Of yeah, which, 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 well, yeah, which moment was more Billy G? Smash's recruiting visit or karaoke in Mexico? What do you think? No um, pressure. <laughs> I, 
I'm going to say that the drunk karaoke, to be honest. So it's, it's very Billy G because he actually did that. I yeah. could, but he also, you know, he's got a, a teammate's girlfriend and, and that allegedly may have also. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. So favorite character. Um, let me share my screen. This one was kind of hard for me. I, I, I went with Saracen and only because I really liked when he turned down Julie. Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah, so, good. yeah, this this pigeonholes me and launches me into my least favorite character, Julie Taylor. She, oh, come on. Julie no, freaking Taylor. She is Haters no gonna more hate. than she is in the first half of season two. I mean... She, her she's whole, a lying little brat. No, oh, here we go. Barney has switched his picture to the Julie Taylor background. I I expected you to have like that heart be broken when we. No, why? Okay, make a case. You can't just complain and say she sucks. Okay. Why does she suck? The whole sweet storyline. So she starts out the season as a lifeguard, and there's another lifeguard who's <laughs> the Swede. That was so dumb. It was so dumb. So she's that's not her fault. It's the Swede's fault. No, it's not. It's totally her oh, fault. Oh, please, come on. So she basically dumps Matt Saracen. Well, before she dumps him, she goes to watch the Swede in his stupid band, which is terrible. <laughs> that music was awful it was really bad she lies to her parents and she has to have like so the swede she feels like she's becoming her mom she's dating the football pl- i mean like that was uh, i mean that was good character development she's becoming a floozy because she wanted this hot older guy found out hot older guy had a girlfriend and she had to end up calling her dad at 2 30 in the morning to pick her up <laughs> like yeah that was, that was good um, she gets what she deserves. She broke up with Matt. Um, she's terrible to her mother to the point that her mother has to smack her across the face, which is not a good look, for <laughs> but it's an even worse look for Julie because she's just doing everything she can to piss off her mom. Who's trying to keep it together while coach Taylor is. We needed that. She was interesting and it was realistic. I mean, to me, that felt like something that could actually happen. Matt, what what are your thoughts on Julie Taylor? Um, I think she is a spoiled little brat. Um, I only felt marginally bad when her mom slapped her um, because what she probably needed was at least a spanking. Um, I mean, she she wants her cake and eat it too. Uh, when when she realized this this image of the Swede and what she thought she had ended up not being that way. She just went home and didn't really, you know, like, eh, just like whatever, something happened, like just covered it up, just didn't talk about like, hey, you know, maybe something that I was expecting to happen didn't happen, I'm a little bit let down. It's just like, yeah, whatever. And then she just totally expects Matt Saracen to be this chump. I know. To be like, well, hey, Which I'm, he I'm, I'm was. Back. Like, why, why isn't this going to be fine? How about we do this? Because I need, I, I need to have that. He, ch- he did. He chumped out until Landry called him on it. Which was a great moment. Well, but, <laughs> but see, that to me is part of Matt Saracen's growth. Because this is part of Julie's growth to me. No, yeah, she how, didn't grow. That's the problem. She didn't. Grow. I think she did. I, Matt, I totally Matt think she did. Up and said, you know, you know, look, my friends are right. I, I don't have to have somebody in my life who I think loves me just because I'm so torn up from everybody that I love leaving me. 
And then I'm better okay. off, you know, with being with people that don't treat me and leave me uh, alone just because they think. You know, he's boring. I mean, Saracen's boring. He doesn't, he can't even get a word out. Do your Saracen impression. I heard you have a Saracen oh, yeah. impression. Julie. <laughs> Julie, come on. Why won't you be with me, Julie? Come on. Like, uh, 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 no. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, grandma, who wants to be with that? Grandma, okay, we're going to make some pancakes. How, how do you like <laughs> Your grandma was syrup. spot on. I know you like one with syrup. I, I know, okay. <laughs> okay. That's not even the worst Julie storyline in the first half of the season. The worst Julie storyline was Justin Teacher Lake um, that she oh. was uh, scrolling around with. Which also yeah. she she knows better. She's getting in trouble. Her mom. She's he's he's in a fiduciary relationship. He can't. She, he's preying upon her, and and that was nothing but. You are uh, making excuses for so her. So I I don't I don't I don't not hold that teacher responsible. But yeah, she, it's gross. If that's anybody but Julie, y'all would say that was gross. Right. And her mom told her so. So. I agree. Yeah, her yeah, which which leads me to my award for the most cringeworthy moment. Tammy confronting Justin Teacher Lake was so awkward. Yeah, that was pretty cringy. Can you get a picture of that guy? He looked he looked just like Justin Timberlake. To I don't us. want to look one up, but yeah, he needed to be a uh, freshman year college professor. Yeah, yeah, but how how can you how can you not how, how can you defend Tammy on the Swede, but you know with slapping julie but then not hold her accountable for the way that she acted around justin teacher oh, I, I don't i don't defend uh tammy for slapping well tyler's all in love with tammy like, tammy 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 she's tammy awesome. taylor's so great she's well, not tammy she makes a mistake she owns it julie does. tammy made a lot of mistakes in season two and not and not all of them were julie's fault okay so my most cringeworthy mo well actually before that i wanted to get into this so the big part of the first half of season two is Coach Taylor coming back from TMU. He quits his job at TMU. He comes back. They they pay off the the guy they hired to be his replacement at Dillon. So part of Dude, that, that guy suck. Yeah, that guy. Really <laughs> that that's your Billy G moment, right there. Yeah, <laughs> bad coach. Yeah, put that in there too. We should have a three way three playoff. Man, so part of that was Buddy Garrity met Coach Taylor at some like rest area and had this like, you know, you need to come back talk. It was so great. I know, but do you think it was fair? So as part of that talk, Buddy said, he brought up how much like, you know, Coach Taylor's family was struggling. Yeah. Like, do you think that's fair? Because let's be honest, Buddy was doing this because he didn't like that he got kicked out of the inner circle and it's so awesome know, <laughs> it's it so great buddy. classic buddy but yeah but it's but it's tip it's oh, it's why buddy's great but he, you guys you guys are you, you, you guys to... are hating on the antagonists of the show buddy and julie are my favorites because they stir the pot i'll make the argument without buddy and julie this show would be way more boring because you'd have no conflict on the football team with buddy and you'd have no conflict at home with julie and what's even better is when buddy moves into the home and then julie's walking in on him on the shower you know that that's when it just all explodes into just super awkwardness and greatness so wait you don't like you don't like uh, buddy garrity Oh, or are you? oh, I love Buddy. Okay. But not Julie, yeah, which makes heart. no sense. Yeah. I just think that it's like, I don't think it was fair of Buddy to be like, your family is struggling. 
I've seen them out there. I've seen Tammy with that baby, and I've seen Julie with the (laughs) – I'm starting to do my Buddy Gary impression. Do it, do it, do it. (laughs) But, I mean, I just don't think that that was entirely fair. Eric, I need you to meet me. (laughs) Important message that I have to deliver to you. And if I tell you what it's about, I know you won't come. Eric, okay, should Eric. we should we get Buddy Garrity? So Tyler and I did some research on Cameo, and we can pay a certain dollar amount to get Buddy. Do you think that we should get him on the show for the sole purpose of him hearing all three of our Buddy Garrity and <laughs> Uh, not for the sole purpose, because I think that's insulting. I mean, this this guy. No, I think he. We should ask him to grade them. I think on a. Um, we respect him as an actor, and then we're, we're going to respect him enough to pay him his two hundred dollars or whatever it is. I, and I, I then... think we should probably ask him some more questions about the show oh, before yeah. we we say which one of us does the better impression. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, so, so we we disguise it, we ninja it up a little bit, you know, yeah. not, not make right. it obvious that that's the real reason that we've got him on is to give our impressions, uh, you know, a one to ten. So here's my thing with Buddy, you know, bringing. Uh, Eric back. I think you're all correct. Remember, Buddy's a car salesman. So, I mean, he he knows what to say to get people to change their minds. So, if they're not That's sure true. about buying the car or this car. <laughs> For the most part. He wants to change their mind. <laughs> and I think he's done a pretty good job about that, even doing a little bait and switch, which is kind of what he did with Coach Taylor a little bit and stuff like that. So, but at the same time, like I, I admire him. I, so, I mean, I, I think here's the thing is, is I do think that Buddy is, you know, he just wants to be a part of the team because that is a, a part of his identity. And yeah. I think his character arc that, that I think you'll see over the season is, is that you realize is that what Bet, Buddy thinks defines him as a person when he starts to lose that one, one way or the other, then he starts to fall apart. So he loses his family. He loses his, I'm the chief booster. I'm in with the coach. He right. starts to crumble a little bit, and he does whatever he can to bring that back together to maintain sanity. And his arc is, how does how does he grow from that? And he hasn't yet. He's still no. wheeling and, and dealing. he never does. <laughs> well, and, and second half, I have some thoughts on Buddy's sales skills. Um, as he tries them out on a family yes. member and has some great lines um, yeah. that I may or may not incorporate it, you know, in, in any kind of sales that I might do one day. Um, oh, gosh. You know, I, I, I've, I've written them down. So I'm ready for that for our next episode. Awesome. So, uh, what's next I'll, on our awards? I, I'll give you my cringeworthy one. Um, let me share my screen again. Although this wasn't from the, the same episode. <laughs> um, I just wanted, I, I really like that, that picture for some reason. But no, my most cringeworthy moment of the first half of season two was Jason's birthday party. Um, why were Bud, Buddy Garrity and Coach Taylor there? Like, I know his mom invited them, but that is the yeah. most awkward birthday and party. And watching the videos, yeah. They're watching his old tape. Like, yeah. look at you running around with your legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really cringeworthy. Like, if, I think they made a comment, like, if, if Jason and I gotten hurt, you know, uh, 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 Lila would be 
rich. Know, would be rich and off off of his football oh. money and all this other kind of stuff. It's like yeah. Yeah. I had I had two other cringeworthy moments I wrote down. How about when Sarazen told Big Mouth Billy Bass, girlfriend of his, that he wanted an open relationship. That was so bad. First, my mouth is advice, like this though. big. Yeah. It drives me nuts. It's, and then the other one I had written down was when um how about when coach told Tammy that she needs to spend more time with her family? That was bad. That <laughs> I was, was like, no. I wanted to I like crawl under the been, blanket. That may have been episode nine, maybe. I think it was eight. I oh, it was eight. eight. Okay, okay. Right. I had that yeah. written down somewhere because I was really pissed off at Coach Taylor for that because yeah. Tammy went through like so much in the, the first. I mean, yeah, it was probably like some postpartum stuff or something going on there, but yeah. you, you, her behavior in the first half of the season was inexcusable on, in several places, so and I'm glad. That. I'm glad that Coach checked her, man. She oh, that's so misogynistic. She needed to be checked. Um, rolling through more, did you have another cringeworthy moment or were those? I, you know, you said most of them. I, I, I think, um, you know, Jason drunk and yeah. just telling everybody that he's, he's going to walk again tomorrow. <laughs> going to walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. walk. And I just like, no, you're not gonna. <laughs> Use your leg. Yeah. Um, and then. I, I, I was a little bit surprised and taken aback when, uh, you know, Tammy slapped Julie. That was not good. And oh, yeah. That was bad. And I, I definitely, like, it was not you a great can't moment. be doing that. Can't no, be doing that. it wasn't good. Um, best sports moment? I couldn't come up with one because there wasn't that much football, which is another really big issue I had with this season. Yeah. There just My wasn't. Mine was Matt's earlier, the where Riggins apologizes to the team because it was such like a, yeah. it was such a great like team moment, and it was a it was a sports moment. I mean, it wasn't even it was the way that he needed to come back and he needed to figure that out, and that just felt very sportsy to me, even though it wasn't in the context of a game. The way that he apologized was funny, but it was also him, but it was also sincere. So I liked that. Okay. I had maybe two, I think, you know, Smash and Saracen getting at it between each other and then having to learn how to coexist. Yeah, that was with, good. With, with each other. On the uh, sideline. That scene, sorry, come out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that was... took him to dinner and made him, like, talk. and. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was awkward, bad. too. Like, look, yeah. I know you guys – I know I need to win to have you guys, but I'm also going to bench you until you all figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and then I would also say, damn it, I just had it in my mind and, and I just lost it. Um, oh, when Smash went to coach and basically said, you, you just need to bring Riggins back because I'm getting killed out there. I'm like, <laughs> you need to do this. Right. And Taylor was like, no, 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 no. What you need to do is work, you know, lift weights, <laughs> you know, run your, your place and stuff like that. Yeah. Finding that problem of replacing Riggins is my problem, and I'll figure it out, you know, I'll, I'll handle it. You handle your stuff, and you don't come in here and tell me how to coach my team. And yeah. I was like, boom, yeah, smash. That was good. You made me think of a plot hole, too, then, you know, that, that aggravated me um, here was that couldn't somebody just tell Coach why Riggins went to Mexico? He would have been fine with it if he knew that he was going there to so that Street wouldn't kill himself. Please. 
Well, I, I think he would be. I well, as I think we're going to find out later in the season, it's hard to uh, change coach's mind once he has an initial reaction about what he he thinks is happening. It's a good point. Very good point. Um, the most real moment, uh, I put Tammy's sister visiting because I, I thought it was very like funny how you know they show Tammy stressing out and like complaining about her sister coming to visit and just ranting to her husband. And then the minute the doorbell rings, she just freaks out and she's like, ah! and like, you know, like just runs up to the door and gives her sister that was a real very like sisterly, very good moment. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one I had. What about you, Barney? Um, I wrote down Landry at the diner with Lila. So you're right. Lila was pretty insufferable. And so was the Landry storyline. But I felt like that their conversation there was really real and raw, where you could tell that he was suffering with the secret that he had. And that when Lila didn't have, I mean, Lila had no idea what it was he was talking about and what type of advice that she was given. But she was just said something as simple as, you know, just tell the truth. And that, you know, kind of shook him or jarred him enough to realize, you know, that was really the only way that he was going to escape this prison that he had put himself in, you know, with this chain of events. And that's why, you know, this episode and the first half of the season ended with his confession. Um, and it, you could trace it directly back to that conversation with Lila. So I think as annoying as she has been, and, it's, and, and the peak of which was the Mexico, uh, you know, kissing everybody and their grandma. Wow. Uh, and, and, so and in front of each other too. You didn't mention that. Yeah. It, it wasn't just that it was the 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 uh, the time proximity from one or the other. It was the fact that they were both sitting there, like you know, eating an apple, watching the other one, you know, kiss <laughs> something. So I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like something that you read out of the news this week or something. You know, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to drunk Jason. Um, yeah, the other notes. I was looking through all my notes. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that when before Coach Taylor left TMU, you know, they had him take that player who had gotten in trouble for taking the, the concert tickets. He had to go yeah. eat in front of the, I don't know, whatever the conference board or whomever decided right. what his punishment was going to be. And when he came back, you know, the punishment was only three games versus they thought it was going to be a lot more. Right. Um, and the head coach at TMU said – you know, uh, I can see why you were such a good high school coach because Coach Taylor kind of had like a come to Jesus moment talk with um, with the player. And I thought, like, what is that uh, speaking about what makes a difference between a good high school coach versus a good college coach? Like, you know, that high school think- coaches are more willing to put in the time to help a player with their character, whereas college coaches – probably feel more pressure to have like quick, quick results on the field, you know, cause there was also a scene where the TMU coach, you know, coach Taylor is trying to help one of the quarterbacks and he's like, I think he's almost there. I think he's got it, but he's still got some issues. And the head coach is like, he doesn't have it. Just cut him. Like we don't right. have time for this. Right. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. That um, was really interesting. Um, I, I don't understand what Matt thinks about this, but I thought that the entire reason that, that we had that whole storyline with the player who was, you know, accepting the money or whatever was just so that we could have coach Taylor along with him for, for us to see what a jerk that player was 
and and then have the reaction of him calling out Coach Taylor for being a bad father and a bad husband, and that it was like, wow, if this guy recognizes that, you know, it's kind of like what Matt was saying earlier. It's like, you know, you're going to blame me for this, but you're doing something way worse. Um, I think we kind of had that same thing that we were supposed to feel with with him and Coach. And, and I think that while Buddy's conversation might have been a little bit manipulative, you know, or whatever, a lot manipulative, um, when they met at that diner, like you were saying, I think the reason – I think you might be able to make a good argument that the reason or one of the big reasons that Coach Taylor came back was because of the conversations that he had in a different diner with that player. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that? You know, I I think Coach Taylor, his character is I, I want to do what's right and I care about people. And occasionally he runs into situations where that that level of character is challenged. And those are the moments where, you know, it's Coach Taylor moments are awesome. Because quite frankly, and I, I don't really think over the series, Coach Taylor kind of has an arc. He just kind of just, he kind of learns as he goes and has those moments. Um, like, I think, if I had to say a real moment, a real moment was when the coach that they ousted uh, from Dylan high school comes to a store yeah, and he great. goes, look, I'm just letting you know, you know, I, I'll find a job, I'll move on, but kind of what you did, you did me dirty, you know? I mean, yeah, right. we, we, we face each other on the field, but at the end of the day, we're both coaches, we both care about our players, and we both have family and children that we got to take care of for, and what you did was a plot to, you know, oust me so that you and Buddy could get what you wanted. And I just want to let you know that, you know, there there was a negative consequence to that, and I want you to think about that. And I think he did. You know, I, really I, I don't think I don't think he yeah. was necessarily like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. It's more of, you know, what the next time I do before I do that, I might need to think about what's happened on that other side. Because that one person one day could be me. Yeah. Yep, that was good. And I hope maybe we'll see him again, but I doubt it because season two was so weird. I think they meant to. I think they did But too. it just got cut short. Like, because it was it kind of reminded me of Voodoo in season yes. one, right? Like, we thought we were done with Voodoo, but he came back at the end. I think that's kind of what they had planned to do, but again. They, I don't recall that guy. I mean, yeah, I don't think you see him again. I think that's all I had. I, I wanted... Can you imagine if like John Calipari had a face, Billy Gillespie, in oh, that in that man. moment, like be awesome. Out his desk and Cutler's kind of chasing him down. <laughs> awesome. That's what a post interview. And here comes Cal, and he's like, <laughs> you know, shaking hands with people and pointing right. to people. Players you know, first. Yeah, he's probably like pulling out all of Jody Meeks's, yeah. you know, witness shirts and like handing yeah. them out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That would have been great. What is this background? This uh, is Tyra's hair. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's her new short hairdo. Are you going to is... shorten it as we go along? Yeah, <laughs> I am. I've got, I've got some of my eraser ready. I, I think they're trying to do anything they can to make Tyra less tall, and it just doesn't work. I actually that, and I don't think they haven't nailed out her look yet. They haven't figured it out. I think I, she I, looks good with the short hair. I think she Oh, definitely. Way better. Yeah, way better. Um, but... I, I think 
I think just, I, I, I promise you, I think her height just caused problems for how they put her in character roles. <laughs> because it's just like, you know, how we can, we can, we can put her next to Riggins. They're, you know, they're, you know, same height. Yeah. But we stick her with Julie. You know, Julie looks like a midget and, and probably smashed too. I don't know. All right. How, how tall do we think the actress who plays her is? Well, the, no, the rest of Three. The rest of them are usually really short, so I'm going to say she's probably not as tall as we think, but the rest of them are probably shorter than we six, think. Three, six two. I'm going to say five. I'm going to say five eleven. Five eleven. Right yeah. on. Yeah, most of the time those other actors. It's not so much that she's so much taller as it is the other actors. Really are the so actors short. are shorter. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into Tyra a little more next episode. Um, going through my notes, I had and a so lot will of Landry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to get into guitar next <laughs> oh, episode. Yeah. Um, I had some stuff I want to say about Carlota because I think that storyline's stupid. But again, I think that's more next episode because we. Yeah, and and again, you know, I mean, where did what happened with all these people? I think that they're just the writers were just kind of on crack because it was like, you know, we're used to getting to know characters and character-driven stories, and this was just like hey, let's throw a tornado. Here's shark DNA. Here's, you know, whatever. Like, you know, somebody getting murdered. Here's Dude, tornado, spoiler alert. Come on, oh, man. Put that in the jar. Yeah. Mm. There. Um, yeah, so we'll get into that more. Did you have any closing thoughts, Matt, on the first half of season two? Um, it wasn't as bad as I remembered the first time. Um, but there was... There was certainly storylines that could have wrapped up a little bit quicker. Um, and I was kind of surprised how long they, they, they landed on. Um, but I still love me some Riggins. And I still love me some Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. Coach so. Eric. I got the Tower of Swoosh going on this. I know. You're, so you're, now I got the, you're like, so this is, this is how her haircut has evolved so far. It's now like a, a short little like kind of swoosh thing that comes across her face. So I did the best that I could. Almost like little... Kate Goslin. Mm. Yeah. Nah, it would have been a little bit more spiky at the spiky par. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barney, closing thoughts on the first half of season two? I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it as much as I was thinking I was going to, but there were definitely some, some terrible storylines. Uh, but, I, you know, as dumb as the whole murder storyline was, it was really entertaining. It was, I mean, you know, it was very soap opera, but, you know, we like the OC around here, so, you know, what can I say? Fair enough. Uh, I may not hang out for uh, part two of season two, but my closing thoughts is... <laughs> Just like uh, Santiago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my closing thoughts is, you know what? Riggins knows how to fix the cable, and that's all I want to say. That's good. That is good. Peace out. All right. All right. We will see you guys in the second episode of our season two wrap up. Um, again, if you are listening to this and you want a visual to go along with what you're hearing, this is all on the KSR YouTube channel. I will have the links on KSR and on Twitter. Or if it's you're watching. KSR, KSR Digital, right? Yeah, KSR Digital is our official name. Um, or if you're watching this and you're like, you know what, I'm tired of looking at these people, you can also just download the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just look at You're going to miss my Tyra hair. You're going to miss the Tyra hair, which would just be a damn shame. So, 
All right, well, we will be back in just a flash. Barney, clear eyes, full hearts. Okay. Okay.